Welcome back, guys, to the Coast to Coast podcast. I'm Justin Patrick. With me, as always, Zach Taylor and Sean Filson. All right, scrimmages started up this week. Basketball is officially back. The NBA is officially back. Real game start up next week. How we feeling? I'm great. I'm pretty excited. I just had an amazing breakfast. I'm a chef. I'm sorry I said it. Um, I got work later. That sucks. I'm tired. Oh, good note. Put in my two weeks at my current job uh, last Wednesday. So cheers to that. Um, where are you going ahead? You know, we're, that's in the works. It's already set up. I start Monday, but that's in the works. Um, you'll find out about that whenever I start it. Um, but yeah, I'm doing great. Sean? Yeah, you finally got a big boy job. I'm saying. Um, I'm great. We had all of our teams have played. Since killed him, yeah. I mean, Zach's team they play who'd y'all play? Spurs, Spurs yeah. put up most points yet. Oh, yeah, we hit we were one point below our average points per game through the 60 or whatever games we played mm-hmm. with eight less minutes played. That's crazy. Bam, Justin, y'all played the Mavericks, lost, but I mean, Hell. it was nice to see LeBron and AD back on the court, true. And then my team. Pulled out a little 14-point W against the Celtics. But that wasn't even the biggest storyline of the night. Andre Robertson, the guy who hasn't played in two and a half years. 30 months. 909 days. Not minutes. Not not just minutes since he last played. 909 days. Yeah, they did something about, like, uh, how they were, like, J.R. Smith last played, like, however many days ago. And then, like, <laughs> and Andre Robertson was like, hold my beer. <laughs> All right? Dude. I'm so happy he's back. I'm just because of the perseverance he had to come back to the court and play again. It's a great thing. I mean, you never want to see a player get a career-ending injury, and that's what it was starting to look like with him. But now that he's back, I mean, not only Thunder fans are excited, but I mean, Zach is a Bucks fan, and he's excited to have Dre back. But uh, also hit a three. Oh yeah, dude. I saw that, and I was like. Because I told you the whole time he was on, I was like, hopefully he's just shooting threes, and he's just like a bomb shooter when he comes back. Hits a three. I literally about flipped my laptop. I was like, it's over. Yeah, it's his over. Sh- his shot looks, I mean, it's still like the same form, mm-hmm. but the mechanics look a it lot felt smoother. Fluid. Yeah, it felt yeah. fluid when he shot. And it, it's like, I mean, if you're going to shoot like that, you can get some more playing time, bro. But uh, we had a bunch of other games playing through the past couple days. Uh, Bull Bull. You can't go on Twitter without see Bull Bull highlights. I, I literally asked Zach if he was watching the Nuggets game, and he was like, no, but I've seen every highlight that Bull Bull has. Yeah, you can just scroll through Twitter, and that's all people are talking about. Like, if you're just like a, a general fan of the NBA, like that's the only thing you know about right now. Exactly. Justin, what were your thoughts on it? On Bull Bull? I mean, I thought it was kind of funny that he got a random drug test right after the game. That was but, funny. I mean, it's always fun seeing guys that size playing back in the league. They had, they had to check and see if, like, his height was on drugs rather than his body weight. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, don't even look at his family tree. Like, don't look at where he came from. Like, I his dad, but yeah. And then uh, we had two, like, sh- like sharpshooter performances in these past two games. Duncan Robinson started four of five from three. And then Seth Curry, eight of eight from the field, five of five from three. So underrated. Dude, that, I, I mean, love Seth Curry. Those are those are some nice, like those are some good shooting performances that we were looking at. And then Oladipo, he played in the first scrimmage game, but he's still unsure if 
he's going to play the in the eight games playoffs and all that. You know how he said that he was going to sit out of the games, and then now he played in the scrimmage. And do you guys think he's going to play? Do you guys I think, think I think the more he plays in practice and scrimmage, he's going to be like, I really do want to play. Uh, that's like, what I'm thinking. Even, even if it's like a... Like, he sets himself to a personal minutes restriction, which those never last. Yeah. It'll last for, like, the first, like, four games. And then when it's a close game, he's going to be like, I don't care. Let me play. Like, mm-hmm. he's, he's just that type of guy. So, I just kind of – I feel like I feel like he's going to play. Yep, I do as well. I mean, I mean, you can't – if you love the game, you can't stay out of it for too long. Um, then I'm going to skip one for now. We're going to talk about uh, Sabonis' foot injury. He might be out for the entire right. season. I think he's out. I mean, Probably. big men that get foot problems, that's devastating to I mean, it could with with how the everything has advanced in healing and doing surgeries and everything, the like it's easier to heal for the big men when they get foot problems, but you know like Yao Ming was out of the league yeah. in a couple years because he had pre or like Continuing any, foot any, injuries. Anything that happens from the knees down to a big man is always going to be a tough recovery because of the weight that they have and put up. So it's going to it's going to be interesting to see how he deals with with, it, with a foot injury with his size. But yeah, I think it'll be a situation where it's one of those like, all right, if they make it far enough in the playoffs, he'll play. Yeah. I think it's like okay, if they make it to the second round, like he could be he could be like ready, quote unquote, first round. But it might be one of those situations where like. Uh, his agent or the health rep with the Pacers just kind of just like, hey, like, don't push yourself if we're about to lose in the first round. You know what I mean? Like, if we get, like, heat or something, like, or let's say 76ers are, like, really blowing them out in the first round, like, you just rest. Don't worry about it. I mean, they do have another starting caliber center right behind him in Miles Turner, yeah. which, but I mean, that's – I mean, it's good that you have the luxury to – be able to afford Sabonis going out and then Miles Turner just step in. Mm-hmm. But uh, next one, and last one before we do our main segment, Thanasis Antetokounmpo Bruh. got put into Baptized. a body bag. Like, Oh my goodness, dude. That, I mean, I, I asked Zach about it, and, you know, Bucks fan, his favorite player's older brother, and the, so... He said, or who's who's the guy that dunked on him? Drew Eubanks. Mm. So he extended his left arm out, mm. which, I mean, yeah, it should be technically an offensive foul. It's scrimmages. Who cares? And also, that's how players get, con- like, the contact mm. dunks nowadays. Mm. I mean, who cares? And But Thanasis got injured, it looked like, from it. Not his- like a big injury, but like a small yeah, they were saying that his like hip hit the ground really hard, which it did. But I was the most worried about his uh, his head. It it kind of snapped back, and I was just worried about how it like because these players like aren't used to going at this speed right now. Like they're still like getting up to pace, still playing scrimmage games. So like I saw a tweet and I was like, yeah, it probably hurt the hip, but it probably also hurt more because that's the most like force he's been hit with <laughs> in like four months. Yeah. So. Yeah. His body could have just not been used to it or wasn't ready to brace, but I don't know, like, like about poster eyes, yeah. no yeah. doubt. Was- also, that dude's a little weenie because Sean told me this fact that uh, Drew Eubanks dunked on some dude in the G League uh, earlier this year or last year and then went and apologized to the dude after the game. 
And then apparently he was about to go do the same thing to, to Thanasis. And there's this funny clip of just like Giannis like creeping up behind him, like bowed up, like in like the typical like Giannis angry pose, just kind of like, uh, are you about to hurt my brother? Like, like, like you, if you know Giannis, like that's just like this typical thing that he would do. But like, it's just like funny knowing that like the kid's about, the kid just got a poster dunk and then is about to go apologize to the person he postered. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, it's like if freaking baseball, you just hit a freaking 400 foot bomb off a dude. And like after the game, you go, hey man, sorry for taking you so damn deep. Yeah. Like fucking taught off. Sorry, sorry, I just freaking hit a home run on you. My bad. Yeah, so those are just, we're just covering the games that happened those past three days. And so every team has played. All 22 teams that are in the bubble have already played their first games within these first three days. And then that those games will be done, I think, Tuesday. And then Wednesday will be off. And then Thursday we start the actual games. All right, so going into our main segment of the episode, we're going to be doing almost like an argument-based discussion. I don't know. We're going to... A little bit like PTI. Kind of like a PTI, kind of like a rapid-fire... Um, so the main goal of it is Justin is going to give us five topics, five questions, whatever they want to be, five things Justin's picked that he wants us to argue about. And then Sean and I will argue a side of these topics. Um, we can argue the same side. We can argue against each other. Um, however we feel we can argue it the best way from there, Justin will choose after we finish arguing, it'll be debate style. So first person go 30 seconds. Second person will have a minute. Third, second, first person will have another 30 seconds to recap and rebuttal. Okay. After we both have talked for our times, Justin will choose who has given the best argument, not choosing which side is correct. I could argue the sky is purple. If I give a good, good enough case, I won the argument. Okay. So Justin, Get us going. All right, so for my topics, we're going to have some stuff that's current. We're going to have some stuff that you know might deal with a little bit of the past in the NBA. It's not going to be anything that's just all current NBA stuff. Um, but to start us off, we're going to start with some stuff in current right now. So the bubble. It's had a big effect on the NBA. It's changing up some things of how we see players act. Uh, the team chemistry has been thing has been one thing that people say it's been affecting a lot. I think it's going to have a positive effect on the chemistry of the on, of the of teams in the NBA that are in the bubble right now. What do you guys think? You think it's going to be a more of a positive effect on team chemistry or a more negative effect on team chemistries? Okay, so I think it's going to be a positive effect because these players are spending time with each other. Yeah, you could get a little tired of them, but you're going to be spending time with them, getting to know each other better than you probably already have. And these guys already have stuff from the this past season. Now, if this was at the start of the season, it might be different. But I think it's going to have a positive effect because, I mean, you get to bond the entire time. You get to play with, like, you get to practice with each other the entire time. And you get to, I mean, see each other all the time and, like I said, bond. All right, so I think it's going to be negative. These players need their space. These are adults. These are... Imagine like someone, uh, let's say like Brooke Lopez, that's an adult. He doesn't want to be sitting around Dante, who's like a 21-year-old person just out of college. Like, yeah, they have chemistry in the court. Yeah, they're great teammates, but they don't want to be stuck in a situation where like, okay, every day I have to see them. Yeah, they're going to go to practice. Yeah, no matter what, they would have practice. But after practice, they leave. 
They go home. They go see their families. They go have that experience off the court, which I think these players need. I think they need that time to just, like, deload. And, yeah, like, they have their rooms, but I don't think their rooms, it feels homey to them. I don't think that gives them that experience of, like, going home and seeing your kid. Like, Giannis can't see his kid right now. That's definitely going to affect him mentally. That's not going to help his, like, team chemistry with, like, George Hill. Okay, yeah, yeah, they both have kids, but you can't talk about your kids every day whenever you don't even see them. Okay, so what I think is obviously it's going to be difficult not being with your kids and everything, but they chose to go to the bubble. They didn't have to choose to go to the bubble. Like Giannis could have been like, no, I'm going to stay home. I just had a kid. Like I'm going to stay and be with my kid. And, I mean, some players did that. But I I know you're you're freaking out about it. But, like, I think you can go to your room and you don't have to be with the with your teammates all the time. Like, practice mandatory. But you don't have to go fishing with the other players. You don't have to go play cornhole or whatever with all the other players. All right. I like both sides you guys had. You both had facts. Uh, with your side, Z, uh, you gave out true facts. But I was just really concerned about the team chemistry. You have the players individual okay. feel with his family. Sean, you gave a good point on that because you're not actually forced to be around your teammates at, like all the time. But – it comes down to team chemistry. When you're going to be seeing, all they're going to be doing is practicing and being around each other. And the team chemistry is going to go through the roof. So I'm going to give this one to Sean because his argument was really good for the positive side of things. All right. So moving on, this one's going back a little bit with a little bit of an older NBA style of play, and then current. Got two players in mind. I'm looking at your Giannis bobblehead right now. I kind of teased this one a little bit with y'all earlier this week. The most dominant scorer of all time, or not all time, but who is a more dominant scorer? Um, so I've heard of people compare Giannis to Shaq when it comes to his scoring style. Who is a more dominant scorer, Giannis or Shaq? So I go first? Yeah. All right, so I'm saying Shaq. Be- just for the fact that, like, in his ear, like, there's no – you're in the ear, like, yeah, there's a bunch of big men, and yet no one could stop him. Yeah. Like, Giannis is a freak. He's a freak because his play style, there's no one that can technically guard him because he can stretch and guard different players. Shaq it was the most dominant because he had a set position. He had a set player that had to guard him every single night. It didn't matter. He was always guard, being guarded by the biggest player and still put up MVP numbers, still put up numbers that, like, any team would give up anything to have him on their team. Okay, so I'm going to go with Giannis just to go against you. And I'm going to say that because Shaq got – completely dominated by Hakeem in the 1994 or 1995 finals and you see Hakeem doing that you saw uh, David Robinson doing that to him he got stopped by a couple players obviously these are all-time greats but you don't see Giannis getting stopped he's still averaging 30 points per game going against Kawhi going against LeBron who are thought of to be all-time defenders I mean obviously not LeBron but he's an number two player of all time and Giannis isn't getting stopped by this and you can power load people in the middle he's still sidestepping around them dunking on everybody and a 6'11 guy with what 7'6 wingspan he's just going over top of everybody and no one's stopping him I think you're correct I think they did just load the paint but they also did that with Shaq they learned that from people having to guard Shaq but the thing for me is you're the most dominant player most dominant scorer if you're a winner, you have to win. If you're 
If you want to be the most dominant player, your scoring has to go towards winning. The fact that Shaq could bring different teams, different other stars with him to become a champion, he carried those teams. Those are his teams. I don't care if you say that it was D-Wade's Heat team, it was Kobe's Lakers team. Those were Shaq's teams. All right, so I'm kind of looking for a little bit something else for both your sides right now. All right, I'm going to give you each 30 more seconds. So I want to kind of want you guys to touch on this side of things is who does Giannis actually face that is his size? Because Shaq had Davis Rob- David Robinson. You know, he had Hakeem. Who does Shaq, uh, who does Giannis have now that is that competition for him? Because really, I don't think there's anyone that, that's that, that big or has that a big man that size that gives him that competition that Shaq had. So I'm going to start right with uh, Sean on this one. So with Giannis, he, I mean, you don't have a power forward or a small forward, which are the two positions he really played in the league you don't have anybody that size guarding him maybe Pascal Siakam but he's really to get the size the same size as him you have to go to the center position and who's that going to be Rudy Gobert he doesn't have the foot speed for it you have Bam Adebayo he's probably the best but he doesn't have the height you know there's no player that has the combination of foot speed height and versatility to guard Giannis like there were when Shaq played so I'm going to say those players you named are actually perfect to guard him because, as you stated, yeah, they load the paint, but you're all you have to do is just pick a center. That center doesn't need to have foot speed to chase him. Mm-hmm. They just put him under the rim. That's the whole point of stopping Giannis. They say he can't shoot. They say he can't do this, okay? So all of these players that you're looking for to guard him are centers. All these players are defensive player of the year. Bam Adebayo, to my, in my opinion, is on pace to become a defensive player of the year. Joel Embiid, great defensive player. Uh, Rudy Gobert. Two-time defensive player of the year. Like, these are players who are going to stop Giannis. Okay. Hmm. I'm I'm stuck on it. But I like uh, Sean's argument on Giannis more just because, I mean, the way he – because he's not wrong. When he comes down to saying, you know, Giannis, it really is hard for him to find that competition. Yeah, there's the centers, but no, no center is really as athletic as Giannis. Like, let's be real. Like, that's what makes him just so, you know, such a stunning athlete. Like he's no one is has his size, his shooting ability, his speed, and then you know his athleticism. No one has that. So I'm gonna give it to Sean again because I mean he kind of put a good argument for that. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So thinking my next question, which one I want to go to. So we've seen a lot of different styles of scoring. We've seen a lot of different play styles come from teams over the years. We've seen the big man pick and roll. We've seen the small ball shooting style of game where just you're shooting, you're just letting the ball fly. I want to ask you guys, in your opinion, starting out with Sean, who is the, what, what's been the most dominant playing style you guys have seen in the NBA? I'm going to go with the space and pace. So having... One guy be in the middle or no guys be in the middle. You just get your point guard or shooting guard who is the focal point of attack. I'm going to go with the Rockets this year. Russell Westbrook has shooters spacing the floor completely out. And he's having one of the most efficient seasons he's ever had in the league. And he can just go do what he's the best at. And that's driving to the rim and attacking. If it doesn't work where he has to pass out, he passes out and gets it to a three-point shooter. Mine's going to be the big man pick and roll. Uh, small point guard, big center. Just because 
in the 70s and 80s, these teams would literally get rid of, or 70s, 80s, early 90s, they would literally get rid of everything on their team just to draft someone who was seven foot. It did not matter if they were good or not. It was literally like every team was just like, okay, we have to have a big one. We have to have a big guy. Like they would be like, okay, we just have to have a point guard that can pass. There was no scheme to compete against that. It was just like, this is all we know how to do. This is how we win. It was that they, they would literally just be running pick and rolls every play of the game. Sean's dad lived through that. Yeah. All of their play styles were literally just playing a pick and roll. You roll, you're the biggest guy. Okay, go and score. It was all height. It was, that's all that mattered. There was no skill to go into it except literally just being big. Teams were getting rid of their entire franchises just to go out of their way to draft some dude from a trailer park who literally was seven foot tall. <laughs> so my disagreement with that is that if it was so dominant being the point guard, big man, pick and roll, then why is having space and pace now, why is that just completely changing the game? Why did it go from, oh, big men are so dominant to now I want four small players to space and pace? I mean, look at the Warriors. They dominated for five straight years, and they will continue to dominate because they have two of the greatest shooters of all time just shooting and then being able to drive with the space. Good point there, man. Yeah, see, I was, I didn't like your argument at the beginning because you used the Rockets and the Rockets. You know, they haven't really had they, you know, they've done great things. They've made it to the made it to the playoffs, but they haven't won anything. But then you, when you come back to the Warriors, you see the success that they had. But when it came to the big man, whoever had the best big man team, that's who won back then. So that's why I'm gonna go with the big man pick and roll with Z on this one. So we have Z this argument. All right, now we're going to go back to a little bit of a current situation going on in the NBA. AD, going to be a free agent after this season. Should he or should he not re-sign with the Lakers? Let's start with Z on this one. Yeah, you definitely re-sign. You re-sign because you're playing with LeBron. We, we've known for the past, what, 12 years, if LeBron's on your team, you're playing to win. So AD staying on that team, yeah, he's going to lose money. Okay, oh well, he's there to win, right? That's the whole point of the NBA. You're With him staying on the Lakers, their whole mindset is set up to win right now. That's it. That's what he didn't want in, in New Orleans, and that's what he's going to get now. It's just no matter what, you're building your entire team to win. That's why they're signing veterans. That's why they're doing all they can right now to make them win. Okay. All right, so with Anthony Davis, he's not – so he's seen as the best power forward in the game. But he hasn't won, and he has that loser's tag to him, like Westbrook, like Karl Malone. So unless he wins, he's not going to skyrocket up the leaderboards of all time. And to do that, you have to be a winner, and you have to have the best chance at winning, and that's going to be with the Lakers. I'm going to stay with – like, he needs to stay with them because the places he could go this offseason – the only one that has over a 500 win percentage is the Miami Heat. And I don't know if he'd be a great fit there. So him staying with the Lakers is his best chance at winning. And that's what's going to change his career trajectory as a player and on the all-time leaderboards. I think Again, I think he has to stay. If he leaves, he's literally just going to another team to try and put him in the equal situation that the Lakers are in right now. There's no reason... To leave when you already have good chemistry with LeBron, you already have good chemistry with your coach, you already have good chemistry with all these role players on their team that they got rid of their entire franchise to get you. Okay, there. If you're leaving, you're just going to try and be in the same situation you are in right now. 
or trying to work your way up to that. So there's no reason to leave being on the Lakers. Yeah. Hmm. All right, so you guys are both agreeing with each other on he should stay, correct? Yes. All right, and I think I, I'm, I also agree with that, being a Laker fan and also thinking that's probably the best thing for AD. Uh, I don't know. That's a tough one to pick between. I mean, you guys both had a good argument. You hit the right sides of things. Mm. Boy, thinking. <laughs> thinking. He did. He just woke up a couple hours yeah, ago. Yeah, I'm tired. Those, those, gr- those uh, <laughs> wheels are grinding in his head. He's like, do I try to wake up or do I try to answer this question? He's like, those are like my three brain cells trying to make the day work <laughs> out. Literally, I woke up to Z just vibrating in my bed with phone calls coming in just so rapidly. Oh my gosh. Uh, I'm gonna give this one to Z because I, I like his rebuttal a lot. So I'm gonna give this one to Z. All right. Go back to the NBA right now. Okay, we that was a really dumb way to start with that question. <laughs> current in, current NBA, the bubble. What effect are we going to see on the NBA as a total? I, I, we know that it's going to be a positive effect on the team chemistry coming out of this, but just the NBA as a whole. Are we going to see a bad effect? <laughs> can, can you explain a little more? I'm trying something? to get there. I, I'm really trying. Like, cause cause I, I've been thinking about this question ever since I started driving. Those here. brains are really just like... Mm-hmm. I'm just like... I'm like, I'm just like what they're, just, they're just like vibrating together trying to get some friction in Justin's head right now. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know what I would come up with. Yeah, it's good for the NBA because they're playing. <laughs> I Okay, so we had to give Justin a little uh, five-minute break, you know, go to the bathroom, walk around a little bit, clear his head, to be ready for this last question he's going to ask us. Justin, are you ready now? Dude, this is probably the question that's been, like, I've been building up for this entire week, dude. Like, I've been thinking about it all week long, every single day. Oh, every for single day. <laughs> <word. laughs> for real? <laughs> or was it in the five minutes? <laughs> it might have been in a five minute break between for this segment. Alright guys. So no 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 this is going in either way. Do you need another five-minute break? I hate it here. I hate it here. <laughs> go, go. Ask the question. Ask the question. Ask All right, question. so the best team in basketball right now, or best record in basketball, is going to be the Milwaukee Bucks. You have Z's team. Oh, for real? Oh, yeah, for, for, for real. Oh. All right, so do we think the best team in basketball... Wait, who's the best team? <laughs> Sean, you want to say this one? I don't want to say it again. I mean, if we're going best team in the bubble, Brooklyn Nets might have you guys beat just by just by a little. I know they Ask lost. The question. I know they lost by like thirty one. Are you their telling first me night, this? This is this is his rebuttal. This right? is his. No, this, this is your thing. <laughs> no, no. Okay, so do we think the best team in the NBA is going to win this year? So I don't think that the best team is going to win. I think there's so many factors that could go in that it will be hard for them to win because say Giannis gets coronavirus somehow. Bro, what? Stop. 
Okay, so Listen, say Giannis yes. gets coronavirus and he has to sit out for two weeks. That that could eliminate them just straight off the bat. And there's just so many outside factors. Along with injuries, you have the virus that could take them out of the game. <laughs> this man spent eight... I'm using my time right now to talk about this. This man used eight seconds to talk about Giannis getting corona. First of all, no positive cases in the bubble. How are you going to be positive? Okay, I also don't don't think you can bet on the best team winning the championship. Okay, just for the fact that the difference between number one and number four is literally what like two points per game. Like you can't tell me that there's a distinctive winner. It wasn't like the Warriors two years ago where they go seventy two and seventy two and ten. Like okay, or seventy three and nine. Like you don't. There is no team blowing it out like that. And even when they had 72 and nine, or 73 and 9, they didn't win. So it doesn't matter having the best record. It, it, that, that doesn't mean anything. Like me saying, like, they, oh, they, they had the best season so far, like, oh, they're in the bubble, they're playing well. That doesn't matter until the playoffs start. So I can't say that I think the best team will win whenever the gap between the best team and the third best team is very close for me. So with everything going on, you. That there might not be a best team, but we're we're basing it off the best record. And do I hope the Bucks win? Yeah, of course. I want to see you happy. And you bet that are you to, was you were telling us that 2020 we're gonna win. That was in 2014. Oh, so no, I'm no. rooting for y'all, but I don't think you're gonna win just because of all these outside factors that are gonna happen. The you know Disney personnel can come in and they're working with them, and they could have the virus and. You know, contract it. Then go kill him. <laughs> no, nah, I don't know about that Mickey one. Mouse, done. <laughs> oh my god! You know the the, the the little meme where it's like, get off, skedaddle. That's what I just thought of. Okay, go, Dustin. <laughs> oh boy. Um. There's a lot of dead time on this one. Yeah. Uh, so I wanted to give this one to Z because simply the fact. I mean, I don't know why he's standing up flexing because, I mean, he did say that it really doesn't matter what your record is in the NBA. And that's true. I've got, this is for all sports for me. You know, I'm a big fan of the number one team losing. I mean, we see it a lot in, you know, March Madness. The number one seed never wins. It's, that's just how it is. The number one seed never wins. Same with football, same with baseball. The number one seed never wins. And right now, you know, because they have the biggest target on their back. And right now that's the Bucks. I think – with the NBA, it's it's slightly different as far as, like, teams just hating the number one team. But, like, we see it in, like, college football. Like, people just want to see Alabama lose. People just want to see Clemson lose. It doesn't matter who they're playing. It doesn't matter if they're not playing their team. Like, you're the – like, yeah, you're the top person, but everyone's going to root for that underdog no matter what. Yep. I don't know about that for this year. I think the Lakers no, are more hated. The, but I'm saying, but... like, like that's why I was saying, like, it doesn't – I don't think it applies to the NBA this okay. year. But in general, like – but yeah, if the you're past the top years, seed, everybody wanted the Warriors to lose. Yeah, like no matter, like it didn't matter who they were playing. You're rooting for the other team, whether it's your team that has to play them next or not. Like, it's either the Warriors or LeBron. They just people just want them to lose. It's like LeBron gets hyped up too much. I want him to lose. I mean, that's how I was when he was with the Heat. But once he went back to, or the first year he was in Cleveland, I was like, please let the Warriors win. And then the Warriors go crazy and. It was really Draymond that turned it said, off. I for take me. it back. No, I was okay with them winning that first year, but then Draymond's like, "Yeah, we the best team ever. We 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 did all this. We we better than everybody." Yeah, did and we I'm win? Like, I'm yeah. like, literally. And did I'm they like, lose? I'm yeah. Like, okay, being cocky is okay sometimes, but Draymond, like, 
bro, chill out. You were barely, I mean, you were a big factor in it, but you weren't finals MVP. You weren't Steph Curry. You weren't Clay Thompson. And I think, I think that's the difference between being, like, the top team and being, like, the most hated team is, like, those specific players who just get on people's nerves. Yeah. All right, so we got two games on opening night 2.0. We have <laughs> I the... hate that name. <laughs> <laughs> opening we night have the... junior. The... It would be, like, senior because it's the later one. <laughs> Anyways, God. we have Clippers playing the Lakers, and we have the Jazz playing the Pelicans. Now... The Clippers and Lakers played opening night at the beginning of the season, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure the Pelicans played opening night at the beginning Crazy. of the season. Crazy. I know, dude. It's insane. Now, they just switched out the Jazz for the Raptors. Why you would do that, I don't know. But, um, so, we're going to make our picks, and we're going to say who our X Factor is for each game. Let's so, do one by one. So, let's do Clippers-Lakers game first. All right, you tell us who you got. So, I'm taking the Lakers because... That's just like the typical game that you expect LeBron to try way too hard into win. Be like, oh, let me make a statement first game back. And my X factor is going to be Anthony Davis because I want to see if Anthony Davis is going to come out looking like how he did the last game before we went into bubble against Giannis or if he's going to come out how he did on opening night. Okay. So Anthony Davis for me. Uh, give me the Clippers. I, uh, yeah, I'm a Lakers fan, but the thing is, we've had problems with the Clippers all season long. Can beat them throughout the season. Uh, did, well, did we ever beat the Clippers? Or, no, I don't think we did. You beat the Clippers right before the season ended. Okay, so uh, we beat them one time, and they beat, they beat us the other times. Um, but this game is kind of a big deciding point for the Lakers. They need to win it, but I'm still got the Clippers winning, and I think Hawaii's going to be the big X factor on defense. Okay, so I'm going to take the Clippers as well because I don't think anybody's going to be resting. Like, I think Kawhi, PG, all their injury-prone players, I'm saying that with quotation marks, are going to play because it's the first night. And, I mean, they got to they gotta protect their spot just a little bit. And, I mean, if you rest later, then you get rest for the playoffs. So I think I'm calling the Clippers, and I'm going to say PG is going to be their X Factor. He hasn't 40. been... He hasn't been playing great oh, throughout the season, but I I mean you Zach, you and I both know that he can pop off literally whenever. I want forty though. Cause I feel I, like I haven't seen PG do anything all year. I feel like it's always just I like know. it's always like, oh yeah, he got twenty five and then played 30, no, he played thirty minutes. His first game he had like thirty six and like twenty five minutes or something like that. Yeah, so I mean like it's the, possible. Like the rest of the season I feel like I just haven't I feel like it's always just like, oh Kawhi's resting. Okay, Paul George is also resting tonight. Yeah. I think if Paul George plays like he should, like MVP PG, then, I mean, they're going to dominate the Lakers. But then we have our second, or I I say second game, but the Jazz and Pelicans play first. Uh, so, J- Zach, who you got for Jazz Pelicans? I have, it's close. I have Pelicans because I, I, I have Pelicans because I need them to make the playoffs. <laughs> so I have Pelicans. Um, and my X Factor is obviously Zion. He's expected to play game one. Um, or are they calling it game one or are they calling it like game? It's game one of the seeding games. Okay, okay. So, so yeah. I, mean, I don't know if they're just going to continue the records from before. Mm-hmm. I mean, the records will continue, but it's not going to be like, oh, this is game 65 for the Jazz, game okay. 62 for the Pelicans. That's what I so I'm, I'm taking uh, Pelicans. Zion has to be my X Factor. He has to play. I need him to literally play all eight seeding games. Otherwise, I mean, they have to get in that situation to fight for that spot. For sure. 
Yeah, uh, I'm agreeing with you. It's a must win for the Pelicans on this, but I, mean, I still have the Jazz winning and Rudy Gobert on defense. But Zion, he's got to play all eight games if they want any shot of making playoffs. Okay. I have the Pelicans winning because I just I don't think the Jazz are that great of a team. They're missing Bojan Bogdanovic, and you know that. Okay, okay. Before I before I do my pick, so I was looking at um, bet like sports bets, and they have. Will Rudy Gobert contract the virus while in the bubble? <laughs> no other play, no other player but Rudy Gobert. I was, would bet the no on that. Oh yeah, it, the no is like twenty thousand. But okay. it was still, it was funny that I saw that on there. Jesus. But uh, I'm going Pelicans, and I'm gonna say Drew Holiday. If you if Drew Holiday can contain Donovan Mitchell, they don't have any competition. Love Drew Holiday. Yeah. So, I mean, that's really it for us today. And we got basketball back. Yep. I'm so excited. Dude. I, so freaking excited. I've literally watched probably eight of the 11 games. And I mean, because some of them interfere with other ones, you can't catch every single one every single minute. But, dude, I'm so happy. Real games will be on by the time you get our next episode. Thursday. Yeah. Well, I mean, we record either Saturday or Sunday whenever we're more free. But probably get them out. We'll probably start getting them out Monday morning, just so you have something to brighten your week. But uh, this has been it from the Coast to Coast guys. We love you. Have a great day.